if you have been curious about the experience of coaching with me, I am going to be um, doing a live in the moment um, case study interview with one of my rock stars, Sky Charlie. Um, let me let me turn my do not disturb off because I'm getting distracted by all these notifications. Um, so I am going to wait for Sky to join and then we can jump right in. As I said, you know, t today I'm feeling a little heavy, very emotionally loaded, uh, lots of feelings. My empath, like my inner empath needs a lot of healing and nurturing and nourishing right now. So I've been taking it easy. Um, but today we're going to get to have some fun with one of my favorite people. So I'm going to have her join. She's joining now, family. She's joining now. Hi, Sky. Hi, Adama. How are you? <laughs> Girl, I am taking it one hour at a time in this dumpster fire situation with the world right now. But I am so happy to see your face. I am so happy to see you right now. Likewise. I haven't seen you in forever. You look good. I know, you, look at you glowing. You are absolutely glowing and getting your life. I'm trying with all the sleep deprivation. <laughs> so real. So, so real. Welcome to the motherhood, child. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I was just explaining to people that you are one of my rock star clients that I want to showcase. And so we're just going to have fun and chat. I'm a Virgo, so you know I have to have all these questions written out, but... Um, I am open to it turning into something else if it does. I just want to have a chance to talk to you about your experience of me and our time together and what you've been up to. So, if you are ready, we can jump in. You ready? Girl, I'm always ready. <laughs> <laughs> a forever mood. So, <laughs> I want to welcome you. Um, I think the best way for us to get started would be if you could tell us a little bit about your story, your background how you got here and what you've been up to in the world. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say hello, everyone. Uh, for everyone that's on, thank you for joining us because today is, you know, an interesting day. There's uh, a lot going on. This has been um, a draining week, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Um, so it's just a blessing to be here, to be able to still kind of progress and move forward with the things that, you know, that we have to keep moving. Um, and Adama, thank you again for welcoming me on. You know, it's a pleasure. Uh, so for those yes. who don't know me, <laughs> my name is Sky Charlie. And um, I met Adama maybe, what is it, two years ago um, at a speaking engagement that I was hosting. And we kind of connected from there. And it was like, ooh, I like her. And I just started <laughs> following her on social media. And, you know, the rest was history from there. Uh, and just to kind of tell you a little bit about myself, um, I work in the entertainment industry. Uh, I am a wardrobe stylist. Uh, I do casting as well for uh, models and actors. Uh, and I also um, uh, owned a beauty salon, the, beauty be the business of black hair that I'm currently transitioning into a different platform. 
uh, whatever that may look like. It's it's a it's a process. Uh, and when I uh, when I met Adama, I had just transitioned into full blown entrepreneurship. So I basically was just kind of doing everything on my own. I was traveling from New York to Jersey to I was living in D.C. at the time, running my salon. Uh, on set, I was working for uh, movie productions, uh, music videos. I've probably met some of y'all favorite artists. Um, so I was going nonstop. Uh, and a part of me was doing it intentionally because at the same time, I was very depressed. Um, you know, it's something I can talk about now because it's a part of, you know, where it's taking me today. Uh, so when I... You know, I had applied for her. Uh, no, not applied. I had joined your mailing list, and I kept seeing these uh, emails about a career coach and this and that. And at the time, you know, when you're down, you're trying to find everything. They're trying to trying to fix yourself. Like, okay, maybe I need a therapist. Maybe I need this. Maybe I need that. So I was hiring everybody, y'all. I was making some good money. <laughs> I had a therapist. I had a dama. I mean, your sister was doing good. <laughs> um, and then it kind of, um, you know, you know, when she told me the price, I was like, sure. Yeah. You know, I, you sound, this sounds great. This sounds exactly what I need. I mean, I think I paid you the next day, like run my credit card. <laughs> uh, and then we just started working from there, but it's funny because when I came on, I had one intention, but when I tell you guys, my world just went upside down into a whole different dimension. And what I thought I was hiring Adama for became totally different to what we started, what we would call my big transition, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that kind of gives you a gist of my background, you know, for the most part. Love that. Love that. So um, just, just to really flesh it out for the people, can you tell us a little bit about what your life was like before you actually reached out for the consultation? Um, like I said, I worked 24-7. I was on the road because um, I, I, was, I was working for Rock Nation. I'm working for, uh, um, what is that? I can't even think of the name, the big casting agency. So they would call me, you know, little Uzi Vert needs this. So I'm like, I'm on my way. I'll be in New York for three days. I'll come back to D.C., take, you know, a few clients, and they'll call me back, and I'm back on the road. Uh, to do the next video shoot, whether it's for Cardi B, whomever. I mean, I was literally sleeping on the road um, at that. And by the time I got to my house, I was crashing on my couch because I was exhausted. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was just leaving out of a really, um, I had just left. Uh, I was in a six year relationship. I was supposed to get married that same year. So I was dealing with um, a lot of heartbreak at the same time. And on top of it, I had, uh, you know, substance abuse. I was drinking a lot. Um, I, I did smoke a lot of weed at the same time. So I'm drinking. I'm smoking all the time. I'm not sleeping. I'm running two businesses. I'm doing all of this by myself. Um, not to mention, I lived in one of the most beautiful neighborhoods, which I didn't even get a chance to enjoy because I just, you know, when you're in a place where you're not happy with yourself, it doesn't matter what you have. Uh, it, it means nothing. And it was at that time when I was like, yeah, it was at that time when I was like, I need someone to come in to kind of help me. And I thought if I fix my 
if I create a structure around my business, I would be happier. That was my first thought. And that's where she came in. But as I started working with her, I realized it wasn't the structure in the business that I needed. It was structure within myself that I was missing. And that Bitch. Why... <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Okay. Can we quote that? <laughs> It wasn't a business because, y'all, I'm a perfectionist. And I'm the type of person, like, everything has to – I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a first generation. I'm not from here. I'm the first in my family to do a lot of things. So I felt that pressure. I felt the depression of defeat because, of you know, I failed in what I would – well, what I considered failure at the time. I wasn't – you know, I went from almost being married to being single. Um, I just felt like all around I just wasn't – I just – Things just wasn't right. And when I tell you guys, I lived a good life. I mean, I was in Chevy Chase with all the rich white people. I was literally like the only black person <laughs> in my apartment. <laughs> I'm talking about my, my apartment looked like you were somewhere in Manhattan. Like, I can't even explain to you guys the kind of lifestyle I was living. And I could afford it. And I was still unhappy. Um, so this is what we call the golden handcuffs. If you ever heard the term golden handcuffs, where on paper everything looks sexy and beautiful and fly and glamorous, but on the inside you are suffering because this isn't actually what you really want. That is a perfect example. And this this is what it when I refer to the term burned out superwoman, this is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. When you have a life that most people from the outside would envy when you have things going for you that people have been praying for. But at the end of the day, it's not fulfilling. It doesn't match what you want. And you're trying to be everything to everyone, trying to always be available, but you feel burned out. This is exactly what it looked like. Sky knew that for real. She lived that. Yeah. And, you know, and that came with having the best designer clothes. You know, I would walk into Saks and be like, give me those shoes. And because I, I you know, I could afford those things at the time. So, you know, I, and it's funny because I, I think we was talking about it at one time. And I'm like, I, I got everything that I prayed for. Like what I have now, I prayed for 10 years ago. Absolutely. Why am I happy? You know, why was I feeling that way? Something just was not right. Um, and then it's funny because in the midst of having all of that, I ended up losing it at some point. And that's when we went, you know, it's funny because you, when you started coaching me, we had one direction and then everything kind of switched like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Right> up. <laughs> and I appreciate you staying flexible, but this is exactly why. I don't do cookie cutter. I feel like every woman is going to have her own soul curriculum and that shit is going to pop up when we are working together. So if I have been overly attached to, we're going to do this, this, and this, and it has to be this way, who knows what would have happened. But I think because I was willing to go with the flow and trust that you are the expert of your experience, you know what direction we need to go in, things were able to really blossom. And I'm so blessed to have had you as a client and to have that experience. So thank you for being flexible because shit definitely went left. <laughs> definitely <laughs> so what are some of the things that you were considering before you felt comfortable signing up? 
Uh, well, for me, I wanted somebody real and authentic. You know, being in a space where you meet so many people who are entrepreneurs, business owners. I mean, I'm meeting people left and right. You, you have to ask yourself, is this person really authentic? Is this person uh, really here for me? Or is this person just out to make, you know, a living? Hold on, guys. This is a part of the my baby's crying. He's <laughs> Hashtag mamapreneur. Is that mamapreneur life, child? Yes. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> breastfeeding, so it's not fun right now. Would you like to share with everyone just how new this baby is? Because they wouldn't know. Oh, he's only a month old. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the big transition. I got pregnant, guys. <laughs> I was living a hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> the consequences of hot girl summer if we will amazing uh, amazing baby boy uh, uh, congratulations again boo motherhood absolutely suits you like it suits you thank you so, it's, a, it's a process that's for damn sure <laughs> that's for damn sure um, so you were, you were, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were talking about, you know, the things you were considering and what you were looking for before you agreed to sign up. What would you say was the, the one thing that made the biggest difference for you to agree to enroll in my program? Uh, the one thing I'll say, well, first I think I said, uh, I wanted someone authentic just to kind of go back. Uh, that was a big thing for me. Somebody I connect with. And I definitely wanted to support somebody that was within my community. I just didn't want to go to anybody. That that has been important for me, especially being someone that advocates, you know, for women of color to have their own businesses. That was key. Um, I think the one thing that really sold me was the fact that you really knew what you were talking about, and you. Um, it didn't sound like you were just reading off of, you know, some trans, you know, transcript like, uh, you know, these are the services I offer and blah blah blah. Uh, you really took the time because you already you did your research you kind of had an idea of what kind of what kind of platform I stood on and I think I told you you know I'm not I don't work with just anybody like if I'm going to hire somebody it has to be worth it and you were mm -hmm. like this is why I'm worth your time and I was like hmm I like her <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to join and for me I think when it comes to your personal development you really can't put a price to it um, because especially someone that, um, you know, a lot of us were good at spending money on shoes, bags, whatever. Um, but when it comes to ourselves, we, 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 it's like we pull away from that. Like we're not worth that investment. And at that time I told myself, if I want to make a difference in my life, I have to put the same value on myself and say, you know, I'm also worth this type of investment. So that was yes. a for me. Yes, ma'am. I really believe there's no better accessory than confidence. So all the glitz and glamour and makeup and all that shit means nothing if I feel empty and unfulfilled. And I will always, always treat personal development and mindset management as a good investment. There is no such thing as wasting my time or money if I'm growing as a person. So I appreciate that you were on that same way. Yeah, absolutely. That is beautiful. Thank you for that. So, um... I want to ask a, a harder question. I'm going to give you some time to marinate on it. The core of my work, the core of the work that I do as a coach is helping women 
to break disruptive patterns and to change their narrative so they can show up differently in their lives. So I would, I would love for you to share what were some of the patterns that you unlearned as a result of our coaching and what is the new narrative that you're living into now because of the work we did together? Uh, I think one of the biggest things for me was the whole idea of, um, actually there's several, which one am I going to touch on first? I guess the one thing is not feeling good enough, right? Um, for someone, when when I look at my resume and I kind of go back to everything that I've done, it's funny that I sometimes never feel, I, well, at the time, I didn't feel like any of this was good enough. I didn't feel like I was achieving enough. And I felt like I always had to keep going and going and going, right? Um, and one thing I learned from you that I can really appreciate is the idea of taking a break and saying, you know what, it's okay. It's okay if I'm not producing right now. It's okay mm -hmm. if I'm not in my, you know, that creative person I used to be at the moment. You know, take a break and kind of figure out, even if I'm not actually, not even figure out, I could take a break and do nothing. Like, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Nothing. <laughs> and it's funny because in that doing nothing is where I learned a lot about myself and I started discovering what I really wanted out of my life. Hi, yes. <laughs> um, and I think that made a significant impact because, you know, I've went, you know, by the, all my, my whole life, you know, I've always been go, 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 accomplish, achieve, do this, do that. And then when I had the baby, well, when I got pregnant, everything stopped. Life forced me mm -hmm. to do absolutely nothing. I was really sick. Uh, I ended up closing my business um, and I was making, I was making a lot of money. I closed my business down. I didn't renew my lease and I ended up moving in with my mom uh, out of state uh, and crashing at her house. And I felt so defeated. I'm talking about in the midst of all of this, Adama had the audacity to expect me to come on every week. <laughs> hey, do go Saturday. I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I had the audacity to expect shit from you because I set a standard. You did. You said, you know what, you're going through stuff, but we have, we have to, uh, we still have to push forward, you know. And it's funny because there are days, I think there's moments where we went on a phone call and you allowed me the space to talk about nothing. Yeah, like I remember I was so down. There were moments where I literally just sat on a call for 45 minutes and cried. Like, and at that point, I had no shame in myself. I was that was so we were working to make you shame proof we were working to make you shame proof and i'm glad that it worked <laughs> and it did and it did and that and that just showed the humanity in you and i you know really did appreciate that um and it also and at the same time it made me stronger because when you have that when when you have that space where you can be yourself be authentic and not feel uh judged it actually brings it brings a lot of strength out of you um and i appreciate that Wow. I received that and I appreciate you. I just think I want to practice being a non-judgmental observer of your thoughts so I can model what it looks like for you to do that for yourself. If I hear you pointing out your blind spots, spewing your limiting beliefs, saying shit that doesn't serve you and I catch you in it without attacking you, then you can practice catching yourself on your bullshit without attacking you. And that's the goal. I want to make sure that you are knowing what you sound like, knowing how what you think about you 
um, informs how you show up in work and in your relationships. And it's a practice. I want you to build the practice of catching your inner critic at work so that you can make your intuition and your inner mentor more powerful. And that is how we get shame proof. That is how we show up even when we're afraid. That is how we embody transformational leadership in every area of our lives. So thank you for allowing me the opportunity to do that. Thanks, girl. And hi, Chantel. <laughs> hey, Chantel. <laughs> um, so what else did I want to ask you? Yeah, so you talked about um, breaking the pattern of believing that you weren't enough, breaking that shame. What's the new narrative that you are living into these days? Um, well, these days, I'm actually less hard on myself than I was at that time. Um, I allow myself, you know, I have, I have days where I can be very productive and I celebrate those days and days where I just, you know, don't feel like doing anything. And I also celebrate those days because what that tells me, right? Like celebrating everything. <laughs> you celebrate everything to anchor in the joy and the accomplishment. That part. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I learned when you celebrate every moment, it you you approach the next day. I guess on a what's the word I'm thinking of? You're less critical of yourself, right? You tell you you remind yourself that you are human, and you're gonna have days where you can be the superwoman that you want to be, and you're gonna have days when you just want to sit back, do nothing, and watch Netflix all day. You know, I came from a period, you know, those first few months when I was, you know, going through, um, when I was pregnant and I was sick, I literally used to tell Adama, uh, guess what I did today? <laughs> I'm like, I sat down on the couch all day and played <laughs> games on my phone. I never in my life had games on my phone, but I would wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and play games all the way up until 8 p.m. That's how much I was, I, that's. That's the, that's the kind of mood I was in. And I used to tell her, like, is this about to be my new life? Like, is this what I'm about to do every day? And she was, you know, and she, it was, I remember you telling me it was just a moment. And when I get out of that moment, I'm going to go back to wh who, you know, I'm going to go back to what I want to be doing. Because I just needed to be able to sit in that moment, tell myself it was okay. And guess what? I got out of it quick. I was probably doing that for a month. And then before you know it, I started doing little things. I started journaling more. I started looking, because I wasn't working. I started looking for jobs. I started going out for walks. It was all a process. And I had to allow myself that space to take a break, to do nothing, and to not, and, and to not beat myself up about it. And there we days, go. Yeah, I do that now. There's days I do nothing, and I'm happy about it. I'm like, ooh, I accomplished a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, especially on days like these, when when it hurts to be awake, I would say we celebrate every fucking moment. I celebrate getting out of my fucking bed because it would be easier to just like play dead for the day. I celebrate drinking water and remembering to stay hydrated when I don't want to do anything else. We have to practice celebrating the tiniest things to anchor in that joy, to remind ourselves of our value, to remind ourselves that we are safe and supported. And so you don't have to have the answer to cancer to be worthy of praise. You don't have to be solving all of the problems to be deserving of permission to be 
and to live and to do or not do. So did you want to share anything else on that? <laughs> well, then I'm now an expert of doing nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're an expert of allowing yourself to do or not do. And that's the hardest thing, especially as an overachiever, because especially in this space that tells you to keep, you know, you have to, you know, hustle hard. You have to, man, all that is BS. I lived that life for 10 years straight and I'm accomplished. I'm doing the same amount that I'm doing. I'm doing less now. Actually, I'm doing less now and I'm actually feeling better and I'm accomplishing more, which is funny. Say it again for the people in the cheap seats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing less and I'm accomplishing more than when I was that busy buddy trying to run and do everything. And I'm giving myself time because I think we, we operate as if we don't have time. But, you know, when it's your time, is your time. But right now, there's, you, there's enough time to get things done how you want to. You just have to give, your sp you, you have to give yourself mental space and peace. Because, you know, even when I was doing all those great things, you know, working with these artists or whatever, I wasn't happy. You know, I really was not happy. I was, you know, on set with NBA, you know, some of the best NBA players working with some of the top teams doing wardrobe styling. And I would go home and I'll be crying because I still wasn't happy. You know, and that's not the kind of life you want to live. Mm -hmm. So what is the kind of life that you want to live? And what work are you doing now to make sure you're honoring that? Um, well, to kind of, um, just to let people know, uh, a lot of the things that we wrote out, actually everything we wrote out, I've accomplished everything already. And I, when I stopped my coaching in what, January, I think. Mm -hmm. well, right before the new year started. So yeah, it was right before the new year's. Um, and I've literally sat there and I've accomplished everything that you and I laid out in the plans that we did. So kudos to that. Um, <laughs> But in terms of the life I want to live, I, I need I need peace, right? And I think that was that was the number one thing that was miss, missing. I didn't have mental peace in my life. So whatever I'm doing, I have to have some state of peace or I'm not going to be happy. Um, slow pace, more structure, um, and a life that allows me the privilege to spend time with people, my family, my friends. You know, the old me, I never made time for my, if you know me, I didn't make time for my friends. I barely saw my family because I felt like I just had to keep going. And I was living, If I felt like I was being um, selfish, you know, in a way. And now I feel more selfless. And that that's a part of my journey moving forward. Mm. Um, and kind of just... I love that. <laughs> okay. And kind of pacing myself because I'm realizing that I do have time. You know, I can accomplish all these things and I can live the life I want to live and I can be that creative wardrobe stylist and still do other things on the side, especially having a son now. Uh, and I think that was the most important for me. Yes. You see Chantel's comment? <laughs> we forgot about you, bro. Love. I don't even know how I still have friends. I've never seen anybody. Oh my God. Shout out to my down day ones, Lord. <laughs> So, well, speaking of your day ones, what do you think was the biggest thing that people in your community, in your immediate family, your loved ones, your close friends, what do you think was the biggest difference they noticed within you as a result of coaching? 
Uh, I'm more compassionate. You know, what I've learned um, is when you're compassionate towards yourself, you become more compassionate toward others, right? Um, and I think that was something that was lacking for the longest time. Uh, and it's because I've always been so hard on me. So, and that makes me very critical. You know, I grew up with, uh, in a household that was very strict, very critical in a way. And I think I portrayed that same expectation towards other people. And that interfered with the relationships that I built with, you know, my family members and a lot of my friends. So I had to kind of learn to forgive myself. I had to learn to um, be okay with where I was at the moment so that I can see other people in the same light. Uh, and I yes. think that was a big thing. Yes. Yes. Hi, Gia. <laughs> God, that is, I mean, that's so well said. I don't even have anything to add to that. Like that was, <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you appreciate most or find most valuable about this experience? Hi, Kira. About eating chips. <laughs> I know that's right. You better get yourself a snack, princess. Get okay. myself a snack. Come on, Kira. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I have to say how to Kira. Okay, what? Look, backtrack. Can you repeat that? <laughs> I was saying what? What did you appreciate most or find most valuable about our work together? Um. The fact that you're very structured, stru structured, right? And you really take time to... So a lot of people will tell you to do stuff. And the question is, do they really um, review the work that you're, you know, doing or submitting? And you you were on top of your shit, girl. I was submitting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, but it was because of that that I was able to make a lot of transformational changes. Because there were times where you'll, ha you'll have me do an assignment... And you'll bring up that same assignment like a month later and tie it into whatever I'm talking about. And I'm like, damn, she really knows and understands me. Like, kudos to that. Um, because I remember one of the goals that we talked about uh, when we're listing out, were those two big impacts that you made, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about where I wanted to see myself. And I remember I told you I wanted to be an operational manager because I, I do like the act, you know, the state of managing and I wanted to learn those skills so that when I do reopen my business, whichever that is, I'll be able to apply those same methods. Right. Yes. Um, and I actually, the first job I got out of, you know, I haven't worked for anybody in years. The first position I got was operational management uh, for uh, a law firm, which is not, which I'm working for right now. Um, and you, you helped me kind of outline that about myself. Cause I didn't even know I had those skills. And then two, you reminded me that I had a network of people around me and I reached into that network to be able to be able to uh, kind of jump into that platform. So, but what stood out to me the most is the fact that you listened to what I had to say. You, you didn't tell me this is who you are, Sky. This is, you allowed me to pull those things out of myself and then in turn, I was able to put all of these characteristics together and be able to recreate my life because I went from living a life that was created by others to now putting my foot down and creating the life that I wanted for myself. And I think it's important. Bitch. <laughs> you, you hit it. You hit it around. My goal is to remind you that you have everything you need to create the life you want. I feel like that's all I needed to hear to know that my work is done. 
I think we forget, we forget the co-creative power that we have. We forget that we are always manifesting, so we might as well manifest on purpose. And it means so much to me that you owned that, that you embraced it, and then you utilized it to create a life that feels exciting for you. Like, that's a win. That's a win. So for people that are watching, when I say bitch, I don't mean that I think Sky is a bitch, okay? I mean that I am excited and about to jump out of this seat, but I have to remember my home training and like collect myself in this moment. But I just, that it's an exclamation of excitement. I in no way think that Sky is a bitch. Oh, Kira, I'm sorry. I'm throwing around this language of Kira around. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Kira's okay. She... Kira's was the same one that called me a baby mama and made me listen to her. <laughs> Hey, Alexandra. Welcome. Welcome. Um, so I, I was just, I was getting excited. I was getting very excited. So was there, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, that, that was so powerful to me. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. No, no, that's important because I think that's what we're all looking for, right? We all are working. We're all walking this life, trying to figure out who am I, where do I stand and how do I live within my purpose? But it's like, we're asking these questions you know, outwardly, but not really taking that time to focus inward and say, you know, the the answers to these questions are within ourselves, right? And I think Absolutely. it's important when, you know, and sometimes you need someone else to help you, you know, stay accountable, to help you kind of take that time to learn how to reflect and have the right, you know, to, to figure out the right answers, right? Um, yeah. Because we can't, what I learned um, during my trials and tribulations is that we can't do it ourselves, right? We're really good at saying, you know, um, I'm self-made, I'm self-this. Um, when you fall down to your knees, sometimes the only thing that you have is others, you know, and that's very important, whether those others are your friends, your family, your therapist, um, a coach. Um, and I think for anyone that's making a transition in their careers uh, that, you know, looking into getting a coach to assist you is very important just the same way as if you have you know any mental health issues getting a therapist is very essential you know I, like I said I was I hired a therapist I was seeing a therapist every week and I was seeing a dama what every other week because my mm -hmm. mental I felt like I was falling apart and I needed something and at the same time I was still praying to God but I mean you need God this that, and the third like whatever you need I, I took everything Yes. <laughs> you better build that arsenal, girl. <laughs> I took everything. And like I said, at the time, I was doing, you know, be before my life went, you know, crashing downhill, whatever you want to call it. And I won't even call it crashing. You know, I had, when you, when you ask for something, be ready for something big in return. And mm. at the time, I was praying for a transition within myself and within my life. So God had to take away all of these things, these materialistic things for me to be able to open my eyes so that I can take the next step to really create the life that he ordained for me. And, you know, mm. I'm very thankful for the people that was placed in it at that right time for me to be able to make that transition within myself. You know, because when you, when you transition, everything else around you transitions and this, and you start to become more at peace. Come on. You, you know, you just preach for a moment. I, I just had to sit here and be like, yes, yes, yes. Um, 
I also, I, I really want to commend you. You did something so beautiful and it just, it makes me really proud. You practiced a reframe. You caught yourself about to go down shitty self-talk and changed it up. It was so subtle. It was so quick, but that's exactly what it looks like when the work is working. You said when my life came crashing down, uh, no, it wasn't my life crashing down. It was, you were choosing something different. It is so easy to practice thinking thoughts and make what we've practiced thinking our new truth. And I'm so proud of you for choosing something that feels better to think and running with that narrative instead, because the narratives that we run with our internal narrative is going to determine what we do with our lives. So I'm proud of you for doing that in practice. Thank you. My niece, my niece said she's definitely been preaching. Yes, Sky, you've been preaching, girl. <laughs> preaching. Hey, niece. <laughs> so if you had to, if you had to, you know, put together your understanding of what I do as a coach and who I do it for, how would you describe that? Um, what you do as a coach and who you do it for. I'll say you work for you work with women who are let me say they're I don't know what I don't know how to phrase it. Okay. Women who are go getters, women who are very ambitious, women who aren't used you know, that are used to succeeding, right? But find themselves feeling like it's it's not enough, like something is missing, uh, or they need to kind of make a pivot to kind of get to that next space within their lives, right? Because sometimes we feel like we've achieved everything, so what's next? Um, mm -hmm. Right? And so, and there was a second part to that question. How would you describe what I do? Oh, yes. How do you, uh, well, you, in terms of like the structure of the coaching? Mm, I mean... You can follow the divine download, whatever comes up for you to answer that question. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> well, I look at it more in terms of structure, right? Um, well, you create a platform where uh, before you kind of even get into the nitty gritty, you, you take the time to kind of get to know the person for who they are, kind of dig into those things, um, whether it's digging into our childhood. Because our, I think we went all the way back. Uh, we did a lot of transformational activities from when I was in college to when I was Lord knows when. And we kind of tied all of that into where I was at the moment and into where I want to go afterwards. And I think allowing uh, allowing that type of structure really gives somebody the time to figure out who am I now, who did I used to be, and kind of figure out where, where did I lose myself um, within growing up to which allows you to kind of move forward, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's kind of the structure of the platform that you put in place and having different types of activities that are not just, you know, they're creative activities, they're brainstorming activities, and they're not the usual, like, <laughs> uh, I just went to this coaching session and we're doing the usual stuff. And I think mm -hmm. that's what I enjoyed because I used to say to myself, like, what she got, what is she going to have me doing this week, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Are there any favorite assignments that come to mind? Uh, oh, my favorite one was, and I never even got to submit it, was a video. My, <laughs> my phone wasn't, wasn't allowing me to. So that has to be my favorite one, um, where I sat there, and it was kind of 
similar to the one where I wrote down my narrative. So what I did was I wrote down um, everything that I wanted to accomplish uh, within a year. And I had to be very specific about it. And like I said, so far I've accomplished, when you're intentional, shit happens. And I sometimes I sit down here and I'm like, did I really just accomplish all of this? Because you guys don't understand where I came from. Like I for those who are just joining, like I came from living in the most beautiful place, apartment by myself, penthouse, bougie girl living, shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue, couldn't tell me anything. And then I went to losing my, no, closing down my business, giving up my apartment, moving into my mom's house. I was pregnant at the time with my son. I was living in, I was in a, I was sharing a bedroom with my sister and her son, who was like three months old at the time. And I'm like six months pregnant. And it was a nightmare. And I, and I didn't <laughs> have a job. I was literally living off of my savings <laughs> from the business. And I was like, Adama, is my life ever going to turn around? Like, I can't even see anything moving forward. And now, you know, it's only been a few months. I have my own uh, house again with my sister. I have a job now and I'm slowly rebuilding. Well, I'm not rebuilding. I'm creating, uh, you know, because I'm not going to go back in the past. It's time to move forward, y'all. <laughs> but I finally have the space to recreate and kind of move forward. So, you know, a lot has happened in less than a year and a lot of it had to, you know, was due to, you know, our coaching sessions and you and I just being very intentional of what I wanted out of my life. Wow. Thank you, girl. <laughs> yes. Oh, look at all this love you getting. Come on, Ariella Faith. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love, I love. Um, that means a lot to me. I love that you said when you're intentional, shit happens because... If we're always creating our lives anyway, we might as well be intentional about what we create. It yes. just, we would be remiss to like forget the power we have, the power of our words, the power of our energy, the power of our environment and surroundings. So I love that you took the time to map out what you want, which is what I like to do with clients. Map out your vision. You're not responsible for how, you're not responsible for the logistics. You're responsible for what you want, for declaring that, and then doing what you can to make that inevitable. And I'm so proud of you for all that you have done because when I tell y'all this blow up is real, when I, this sky was in a place and she pulled herself out because she was willing to feel the feeling and move through it instead of pretending it wasn't happening, instead of ignoring it, instead of just like sitting back and hoping for the best, she made a decision. She locked in that decision. She took inspired, intentional, action like i'm just i'm so proud of you thank you Ooh, and i know i was getting on your nerves and i was like yeah you're allowed to feel sad are you gonna feel sad and do some work or <laughs> like i know you were irritated with me but you can feel the sting and do the work at the same time so i'm very proud of you for doing yes, that. <laughs> that that was the quote i was missing <laughs> Feel this thing and do the work at the same time. I'm sitting there crying like, do I really have to write these goals down? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you don't have to do anything, but you didn't pay me to stay comfortable. So what's good? Uh, and then I thought about that check I wrote you, and I was like, yeah, she right. Let me write these damn goals down. <laughs> 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 Stop my exactly. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, the an accident. A big part of the accountability is tied into you investing in yourself at a high level. You're investing in yourself at this level because you're willing to bet on you because you know it's a worthy investment, but also because you're forced to really step your shit up when you've invested at that level. You're not about to waste your money like that, right? No. Nope. So, um, oh, go ahead. You were going to say something. Go ahead, boo. No, it's true. And you get what you pay for. You know, if you really want someone, there's services that I paid, to be quite honest, I didn't really have that great of experience with my therapist, but I also didn't pay that great of, you know, it, it, I try to be, I try to put, I try to be cheap on myself, right? And this time I made sure that I invested in myself and it was well worth it, you know? And I mm -hmm. think that's, that makes a huge difference. Thank you. I, woo, I appreciate that. You are so, girl. For someone that um, is just now see, let's say they've never seen me before, you've never really talked to them about what our coaching was like. How would you describe my coaching and communication style? I well, you're very raw. You just keep it a hundred. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> there isn't that. Uh, oh, like you're just not you. You you. One thing that you always say, you come up and you show up. Like you come with energy. You're always ready. Um, oh, <laughs> you're she always the best. I know. <laughs> I love her. Uh, you're always ready. And I think when someone comes to you with that kind of energy, it doesn't matter how you feel. I knew that the moment I got on that phone with you, uh, at least a bit of my spirit would be lifted, right? And that makes a huge difference because you, mm -hmm. I, I had no choice but to match your energy or get close to your energy, right? And you know, a lot of people, you're not going to meet that's, yeah, <laughs> energy is a big thing. Energy is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I can, I can feel when something isn't authentic. And the moment we had our first conversation when I was unsure, I knew this was the right decision. I love that. Thank so, you. Shout out to you. Yay. I say all the time, business is an energy game. So I, I do my best to manage my energy. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm happy all the time or that I'm high vibe all the time, but I show up and I expect the people that are working with me to show the fuck up too. So, yes. <laughs> I appreciate you. And there were times where I didn't feel like showing up and I'm like, um, Adam, I have to reschedule this meeting because you would tell me, you, you held me accountable. If you're not going to get on this call and show up to the best that you can, then let's reschedule. And that was real. And we would reschedule. And I think that, you know, that, that means a lot as well. It's so important. I just, it's all part of me reminding you that you have permission to experience whatever the fuck you're experiencing. Life happens. There are going to be days when, even though we're scheduled to meet on a Tuesday at six, it may get to five o'clock and you're like, I don't have it in me and I can't, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make sure you always had the space to feel that, acknowledge it, and then share it. It's a, it's a practice in asserting your needs. It's a practice in feeling what you feel. It's a practice in asking for what you want. You always have permission to reschedule. Now, what I would not be okay with is if we get on at 6 o'clock and you just like in your corner not wanting to do what you need to do. <laughs> I was like, if you know that you are not available for this, I am never going to force you to show up when you've claimed you don't want to or you cannot, right? Mm -hmm. But it's on you to reschedule. 
And yes. if you decide you're not going to show up without communicating with me, there's a fee for that. It was all part of the accountability. Yeah. Because you're, I'm here for you. I'm here for your freedom. And if your freedom looks like acknowledging that you need a break, then do that because you have that right. But you don't get to cop out on yourself. You don't get to give up on you and do nothing. No. So, um, so what would you say to someone who has been thinking about it, who maybe has been following me or reading my emails for a while, but they're still on the fence? What, what would you say to her? Um, sorry, I have a fussy baby. I hear him. Hi, boo. happening right now. He's like, oh, uh, hold on. He wants all your attention. <laughs> he really does right now. I think he's over it. Oh. This, this is when the mommy time is real um, okay so what would I say to to someone that's been thinking about coaching with me but is still on the fence uh, really just sit there and ask yourself what do you really want out of your life right if you're uh, if you really want to make a change or make an impact and Think about what investments that you're, uh, think about what your work, what, first of all, think about your work, right? Think about how much you want to change and then, then do the necessary steps. Like you, you can't say you want something, but you're not really, you're not, re you're not ready to invest in yourself because then you're not really ready to change. But in that also ask yourself, are you ready to do the work? Because Adama's not going to sit there and fix your life. I mean, you have to fix that shit yourself. But you got to be ready to... Uh, <laughs> you got to be ready to do the work. However, she's a perfect guy when it comes to creating that structure to make the necessary steps to fix yourself at the end of the day. Thank you, bro. I hope I said that clearly. I'm over here trying to shush my baby at the same time. <laughs> so I hope that. Makes yeah, I mean, I received that and I appreciate that. Um, now I wanted to make sure we only have a few minutes before I think Instagram is going to kick me off. So I want to make sure we are showcasing you. What would be the best way for people to keep up with you? Because I know people are in love with your energy. What would be the easiest way for people to keep up with you and support your work from this point forward? Uh, follow my IG right now. Uh, the Afropolitan, you guys can see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right now I do, uh, right now I am um, working on several things, but I'm, I'm giving myself time um, to, like I said, I'm recreating a lot of stuff. So just stay tuned, follow my IG. If I'm not doing something, I'm usually posting someone within my network that's doing something amazing. Um, it's very important to stay connected with people because your network is your net worth. So you never know, uh, what I'll be posting on my page. Adama, you know, I'm always posting for something. <laughs> always. 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 Uh, so especially if you're in the entertainment industry or you're on some platform, um, whether you're an actress, an actor, a model, a rapper, an artist, whatever, whatever creative platform that you're on, I'm very connected within the Washington, D.C. area. So make sure you follow my IG page. And uh, I can't wait for you guys to see what I have coming up next. I mean, I can't wait because I know whatever it's going to be is going to be amazing. I'm like, speak it, girl, speak it. Imagine what I'm going to do now. <laughs> A mood. 
a mood. I did all that cool shit before. Imagine what I can create now. I love that. Well, I mean, humor me. What do you want to create in the next few months? Uh, well, right now I'm actually uh, recreating my, um, so the business of Black Hair, I'm transforming into a different space. So I've had these different visions and editorials that I want to do in terms of how I portray Black women and in correlation with our hair. I'm very fa fascinated when it comes to hair. Uh, so I do plan on doing some editorial shoots soon. Uh, I have a lot of wardrobe stylist friends and friends in the creative platform so uh stay tuned for that and also once outside opens back up uh <laughs> if you're in the new york area if you go to new york a lot i will be casting models and artists uh and actors and actresses for movies music videos and commercials uh so as soon as our store opens back up um, i'm back on that platform so if you or anyone that you know that's into that space Definitely connect with me because the more the merrier, and the more of us we can put in, the better. Honestly, I love that. Um, I have one more fun question. I'm just, I just am curious. Uh, for the people that follow me that know the importance of establishing daily practices and rituals, what are some of your favorite practices these days, in particular, to? preserve your energy, to protect your energy, and to show up as your most powerful self? Uh, well, every morning I wake up, I read the Bible. So that's a big thing for me. Uh, whether it's, uh, was the Bible app, is actually really cool because it has a lot of short lessons that you can take on. Uh, and I do daily lessons. And every evening I make sure I take a walk uh, if my child permits. <laughs> <laughs> but so far it's been good. I put him on my back and we go take a walk. So I think those are the two things that's important for me. I have to read something that um, is uplifting, and I have to go outside and get some fresh air. Uh, and something that I plan on um, putting back into my schedule is journaling, because uh, that's made a huge impact. Uh, I just kind of stopped that right before the baby, well, after the baby. Uh, so, and I have to add that, you know, working with you allowed me to get back into that space of having a structure because I, I remember I told you, you know, even though I was doing all that, so I had no structure in my life. So I'm, re, I'm creating my new structure for who I am today as a mother. And it's something that, you know, sometimes it's per, you get it right. And other times, you, you know, you got to take a pause and go back and revamp it. So that's what I'm working on doing right now. I love that. I love that. I've said it a million times, but I think you are such a magical powerful woman i'm so proud of you i'm so inspired by you and all that you have overcome all that you continue to create so um do you have any ooh, do you have any final thoughts or questions that you want to share before instagram boots us off um I'm good. I think I just want to say thank you, girl. <laughs> thank you for everyone that uh, tuned in. Uh, make sure you guys, if you haven't subscribed to Adama's uh, list, and if you know anyone that can use those services, um, shout out, like, refer them to her. She's really amazing in what she does. And I don't refer people to everyone. I know you do not waste your words, so I appreciate that. And the baby said hi. Hi, baby boy. He is not happy. Hi, Hi baby. 
He looks like he is over us, but I am. Oh my God! Look at that beautiful, beautiful baby. Oh my God! He is so beautiful. He's like, it's time to go, Mama. Speaking of which, I hear mine outside just tearing shit up, Lord. So, yeah, I'm gonna make sure that I can get to him. But thank you very much to everybody that showed up and that showed love. Thank you, Sky, for being who you are and for showing up the way you show up and for being honest and flexible and transparent and vulnerable. Um, thank you, baby boy, for making your cameo. <laughs> um, and if you got anything out of this experience, I ask that you please share this, repost it, do what you do with Instagram to share the love and let people know that this is something they can be a part of. Yes. Thank so, you guys. In the meantime, everybody, please take special care of your heart and your spirit right now. Um, carefully curate your feed and make sure that you're careful with what you're consuming and what you're taking in and have a beautiful, delicious week on purpose. I will see you next Tuesday at six o'clock. So. Bye. Bye, Sarah. <laughs>